0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer
1: look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach.
2: That is the HC, though, right? Oh, that's, that's right. The OC. Yeah. All right, 10:29. Bonus coverage with Clint Conk in the break. <laughs> How are you?
1: Oh, doing great. Well, fall has arrived.
2: Oh, man, thank God. Oh, man, it looks Although, awesome. Although, it's funny, right, it as we get starting getting the flow of it, and it's like, it's going to be 80 degrees all week. So, yeah. Today's West, the last cool day all week, I think.
1: Wes, I didn't realize this. This is week eight of the high school football oh, season. It's just flowing I know by. we're going to start with Arkansas, but it's week eight.
2: I mean, it just blows my mind. It is. Anyway. It's going fast. You've got a couple weeks before the playoffs start. So That's right. It'll yep. be here before you know it. Yep. Uh, All right, well, let's talk about uh, last week. Look, we all are eating crow this week, and I wish Arkansas had won. I'd love to eat, like, a buffet of crow for the rest of the week, but I'm only going to eat a little bit because, I mean, at the end of the day, they lost the game. Now, they easily covered the number, and they were a lot more competitive than most of us expected. And going into the halftime break, things looked like they were going to get ugly in the second half. It did not work out that way. So kudos to Arkansas, but again, another lost coach and a five-game losing streak.
1: Yeah, you know, I was pretty negative and been pretty negative the last couple of weeks. But, you know, you got to give credit to the coaching staff and to the players. I mean, uh, they pulled up their bootstrap in the second half, and they made it a highly competitive game with an opportunity to win. At, at the end of the day, there are no more victories in the Southeastern Conference. I get that. Uh, but I think everybody, pretty much including myself, written this off as a loss, but they put themselves in a position uh, to you know, try to steal one; it just didn't work out. But, right? You know, credit to the coaches and the players at that point. But, and we were talking off air to Wes and and Justin. This stretch of football right here that Arkansas has played the opponents, I mean, is it not one of the toughest schedules in college football? Sure, I absolutely, mean, absolutely. So now you get into more 50-50 games, manageable games, but. Uh, and, first of all, Cam Little is a stud. Right. I mean, straight-up stud. Made himself a bunch of money. Landon Jackson made himself a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the left two left tackles at Alabama probably need a welfare check this week because cool. they got abused by, by Landon. Um, but here's the thing that I notice. If you look at Florida with Pearsall, you look at LSU with uh, Neighbors, you look at Alabama with Burton, and, of course, Bowers, you know, he's hurt now, but at, at Georgia – Arkansas just does not have that legitimate, consistent, go-to playmaker. Now, they're trying to make Armstrong, like Wes said, that guy, but they just don't have that consistent, go-to playmaker uh, that can get a chunk play or critical third down, and and uh, they're still developing that. And that's a negative with the transfer portal is you've got a bunch of new receivers, experienced quarterback,
2: and they're still not quite on the same page. They targeted the tight ends twice. They both had catches over 20 yards. Yep. To me, that's what you got to ride. And again, it's a little safer, easier play for a quarterback? hundred
1: percent, yeah. Um yeah, and, and 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 everything is magnified when you're playing LSU and Alabama and you know, Ole Miss. I mean, just tough football teams week in and week out. And um they just hadn't been able to get over the hump. And sometimes, you know, winning is contagious, but so is losing. Yeah. And and uh they seem to be in that spiral right now. But the good news is they're at home, finally, and uh Here's one of those, you know, 50-50, 60-40 games that they're involved with. Uh, Mississippi State coming off a win last week, but they got to come to Fayetteville. Uh, you'd like to think that the Razorbacks are in a good spot here to get that first SEC win.
2: If Arkansas had beaten BYU and then they did what they've done, which is basically three super competitive games and a game against A&M that was, you know, right. they didn't play particularly well in, you'd feel pretty good going into this stretch, wouldn't you? I don't know about pretty good,
1: but, I mean, serve would have been held, you know, pretty Basically. much. Yeah, pretty much serve would have been held. You because know?
2: we would have figured they were going to get thumped in at least a game or two of those, and they really yep. didn't. Nope. It, yep. Their worst loss was 12 points in that stretch? Was that a 34-22? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the A&M, A&M game, and like we've talked about, Armstrong dropped a pass in the end zone in the third quarter. That would have tied the game right after halftime, right after you had a pick six. Then you get a fumble recovery, and momentum would have been on your side. I would love to see what would have happened if he makes that catch. Coach, hey, we
2: get so caught up in results, but there's more to the story. You yes. know, like I was looking at a team like Southeast Louisiana the other day. Okay, I don't know there's nobody around here paying any attention. You know why? They're 0-7. They're 0-7. But they have played every game within like seven points. I mean, to me, they're playing to a decent standard. They're just not finding ways to win. And that's Arkansas. That's Arkansas in a nutshell. They're playing good football largely, even though the offense is struggling. Overall, as a football team, they're playing pretty good ball. We were talking about identity yesterday. What's our identity? Solid defense and really good special teams, right?
1: Really good special teams, yeah. And uh, it was good to see uh, uh, Santagia. Satania? Satania, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, get involved with the offense. And uh, but
2: that was a tough catch, by the way. That yeah. thing was coming at Mach 5. But We've all been trying to figure out why he's not been utilized a little bit more, but here the, we are.
0: The irony is they say he doesn't catch the ball well in practice. And that catch he made in the end zone was as tough it's as they Incredibly
1: come. difficult. He actually caught it behind his eyes. You know, it was coming in, you know, so hot. But. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the body of work, particularly on defense, it's been pretty good. Now, they're a disaster right now on the back end with injuries and new faces and communication. But I heard the previous call, and I don't know who that was that called in about the Chad Morris era. It's no comparison to the preparedness and the competitiveness of this team. And I know Chad, and I was a defender of Chad for a long time. But this football team is much more competitive Much more prepared, Uh, it's better from A to Z on the roster than it was during that era. It's easy to compare the you know the losses and that kind of thing, but some of the Morris teams would not have been competitive in this four or five week stretch that we're talking about. Chad uh, uh, Sam Pittman Sam Pittman has put his team, and they still believe, uh, in a position to win. Uh, in most of these games here over the last month or so they just hadn't been able to get over the hump and I think that's where that one consistent playmaker a little bit more of a running game could help this team get over the hump they just hadn't been able to do it
2: so old uh Mississippi State excuse me not Ole Miss Mississippi State is given about 400 yards a game this is an opportunity for Arkansas's offense not necessarily to shine but at least to be a little more productive maybe yeah
1: maybe yeah um so what I've seen of them, uh, Kevin Barbese, the offensive coordinator there, he was on my staff for a period of time at, at Stephen F. Austin. Uh, they're about to run him out of Starkville. But what they've done is <laughs> they've taken Will Rogers and most of that skill set and gone from a air raid to more of a traditional offense. And that takes time. And uh, Rogers is, is trying to adjust to that. That's why their offensive prowess has not been what we've seen in the past. They've gone to a more of a traditional offense, less air raid, and that's just a transition that takes time to do. It, now, it, they still have dudes, though. They've got a running back. They've got long kids on defense. They're usually very physical up front. Uh, it, it's not like we can, you know, check this box that Arkansas is going to get a win because, I mean, they're just as desperate for an SEC win as well.
0: They were struggling so much on the offense. They started bringing in the backup quarterback, and he's a, yeah. a fast-twitch guy, quick guy, more of a running quarterback. Yeah. And Rodgers is hurt. They don't know if he's going to play this week. Coach Pittman talked about that, that they're not even sure who to prepare for, so they're going to prepare for both. That offense seems to be uh, Well, it's different when the other kid's in there,
1: yeah, because now they're more zone read. He's more athletic. They Mm -hmm. want to get him on the perimeter and that kind of thing. But, uh, I mean, they've got quality, stable running backs. I mean, they're big. They're physical. I mean, they look like an SEC football team. They've had a tough stretch. Uh, I was just in Mississippi and literally – not even through year one, they're ready to burn the whole thing down and start over. And
2: that's just fans. We get spoiled with Leach. And, it, again, I, to me, I was not real confident in this team. It felt like uh, – and, again, it's an awkward thing. I mean, you're not – we haven't seen this happen very often, thank God. Yep. But its it felt a little bit like you were almost obligated to give the guy a crack at it. To, to me, I never was overly confident. But again, it's a hard transition, no matter what the best of the situation is.
1: Well, given that situation, I think they wanted to try to keep the roster together. Sure, you know that uh, Arnett was the coordinator on defense, and he had a good relationship with the football team. Well, as it turned out, he blew up the offensive staff and changed the the system. I think that kind of shocked some people a little bit. But uh, they have not played as well as maybe they had hoped to, in the, you know by prognostications or whatever. Um, but this is another team that's in transition, but. They do go to Fayetteville, and um, I, I don't know if the Hogs are cover seven. Uh, I think that's the line seven. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Um, but but I do look. I, I would expect them to win this week
2: if they can blow them out. And by that I mean a couple touchdowns or more. Right. I think it's going to change the attitude significantly in the fan base.
1: Well, then who you got after that? Florida. Get an off-, off week, and, week and then, then Florida. And then Florida and Florida's
2: four. coming off a tough game.
0: Yep. Georgia. Yep. So yeah. Um, how much does that bye week matter? Not, to me, that's the only thing Mississippi State's got going for them right now. They've got a ton of injuries. They don't know about the quarterback. They're, the running back you're talking about, he's hurt also, may not play. Defensively, they're struggling, but they're coming off of a bye week. Well, yeah, you got two weeks to heal up. Uh, bye weeks are very
1: important. Um, it gives you an opportunity to heal. Number one, it gives you an opportunity to do some self-reflection, some self-analysis on what you're doing in all three phases of the game. Uh, develop some younger personnel that's having to play while resting some of your top-line guys a little bit. Uh, typically, I tried to get two, maybe three days of work, but definitely two days of work with your front-line guys. The rest of the time, you're working with your younger, down-the-road, your red shirts, your backups, but you're in the weight room. You've been on the road a lot, so you, know, you got classroom work, but but more importantly, you're in the training room, the weight room, the film room, and you're resting. Uh, and then you bring those guys back at the end of the week so they don't get too idle, knock the rust off, keep their conditioning where it is, and then you come back on Sunday, and it's a fresh new week. So the open date is very important. Um, You know, if we were playing really, really well and fairly healthy, I didn't like them because I wanted to keep going. Mm -hmm. Justin, we had a year where, um, dadgummit, uh, uh, 2012 maybe, we won the conference championship. Uh, We had an open week, then we played Eastern Illinois. Jimmy Garoppolo came to Conway. Mm -hmm. We beat the brakes off of them. Next week's the playoffs. We get a bye and then now we gotta go to Georgia Southern the following week. And so we played like one game, game in, in a month almost, you know, when you count the open dates mm-hmm. and then and then congratulations, you're a conference champion hmm. and you get to go to Statesboro, Georgia, and that didn't work out. But um but the open dates didn't work well for me at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're playing well, you wanna keep playing. But if you're not playing well or you beat up
2: you need that time to heal. We talked about that a lot with the baseball playoffs, and maybe it applies to football to some degree. But
1: 100%. Because yeah. you can get a little rusty. Timing can get off and yeah. those kind of things. All
2: yeah. right, let's talk about uh, Arkansas State. and well, I guess you like Arkansas Arkansas to win this week? I do. Okay. I do. All right, I do. Arkansas State home after a bye, speaking of byes, yeah. hosting a Coastal Carolina team that is not vintage, but this is their third straight road game, and they're coming off a road win at App State, which, again, it's not a vintage App State team either. But uh, we know about their quarterback who's been there forever, McCall. And, you know, Arkansas State's obviously shown some signs in their last couple of games. Didn't go too well at Troy, but a lot of teams are going to struggle over there.
1: Well, the open date now, they've got a new quarterback, right, Rainer? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the freshman. So now they've got an opportunity to build the package even more around him. Again, mindful of resting some players and getting some, some dudes healthy. Um, but go back to Coastal Carolina. Grayson McCall is not the same player. I looked up last year, he threw 24 touchdowns and two interceptions. Hmm. I think this year he's thrown eight touchdowns and six or seven interceptions. So we're not seeing the vintage Coastal Carolina um, that uh, we remember from last year and previous years. They're uh, very average, let's just say, at that. Now they got to come on the road to Arkansas State coming off uh, open week I think this is a good spot for the uh, – for the Red, I almost said Indians – for the Red Wolves. Um, <laughs> the thing I was going to mention, too, is Coastal had a midweek game last week, um, I think, against App State. Uh, so while – They get a little more time. Yep. So, you know, the Red Wolves uh, had the whole week where Coastal had a, had a game to prepare for. I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday night. But uh, I think this is a good spot right here. Um, I know Coastal comes in maybe a double-digit favorite.
2: I think it's 10.5
1: maybe last year. Yeah, don't. uh, uh, this is a good spot for the Red Wolves, I think, coming off an open date and have two full weeks to prepare for this team, but two full weeks to continue to build around their young freshman quarterback.
2: Okay. Um, Central Arkansas off this week, but real quick, a recap on the game they pulled out of the hat. Three weeks in a row they found a way.
1: Yeah, the Cardiac Bears, man, they're alive and well. If you want to see a good football team, it's in Conway. You won't get to see them this week, but – they're starting to stack some Division One wins now. I think that's four. Uh, they're, they're they're five and two, but overall, I think that's their fourth Division One win. Right, kind of the magic number seven for postseason. I know they say six, but seven really is kind of the magic number based on your quality of schedule. Um, but a great win there and again, late fourth quarter. Their go-to guy Miles Butler, you know, had to break a tackle and and get in the end zone, you know, for the win and. uh if you've stuck around the last couple of weeks uh, for a UCA game, you've been, you've been treated some great fourth-quarter theatrics. And congratulations again to, to Coach Brown and that staff. Uh, they were better on penalties. They only had five for the game, accepted penalties. Uh, I know they want to get better there. Uh, but after this week, they've got Tarleton State, I believe, at home. They go to North Alabama. It's going to come down to a game in Conway against Eastern Kentucky, who's been their nemesis. Uh, and then a road game against uh, Austin P who I'm not completely sold on yet. But uh, those two tough games, I mean, you don't take anybody for granted, but those right. two games will determine the conference championship late in the year.
0: I thought the uh, SFA game changed when uh, Kobe Carthel, their head coach, called the fake punt on 4th and 10 from his own, like, 15-yard line, and it worked, and then their entire sideline, just, it changed. It changed yeah. the game. I thought the game was over when they were punting, yeah. and then when they got it, I was like, Wow. That yeah. w- that took some uh, onions. Yeah, I what did a call what do you think of that?
1: Uh if you're gonna fake a punt, do it when they don't expect it. Yeah. And uh, and that's uh that that's you know, I recruited Max Quick. Uh yeah. His, yeah, and he's like in his seventh year or something now. Yeah. But anyway, I didn't realize he could throw it the way he threw, it, you know, it wasn't a great pass, <laughs> but anyway, but um, here's the thing. Now they opened the half with an onside kick, that didn't work. Yeah. Um, they did something else uh Went for it oh, on fourth down. Yeah, the, it was absolutely dumb. Like on the 32-yard line or yeah. something. I called
2: it. I called
0: I'm it. I'm
1: the, not criticizing my my, my replacement down there, yeah. but I, I thought that was, that was a great bad. call yeah. on the fake punt. Very suspect, uh, suspect calls. I think uh, a couple others down the line. But I
2: called it coaching malpractice during the broadcast. I thought it was ridiculous. I don't know. I said this isn't PlayStation. You don't go for it. You're in the game. His defense is playing great. Idiotic. Yeah. Anyway, but a um, great, great win for the Bears, though. It was. Let's focus on that. That's right. I don't care about Kobe Kellerville. Kiss me. Anyway, let's talk about uh, the UAPB uh, Golden Lions coach. And again, it's been a, it's been a. You know, some weeks they're showing like, okay, getting yeah, there, yep. coming, and then hey, some weeks not so much. This week back at home.
1: Yeah, a little setback, I think, in the Hampton era last week. I really thought they would go to Itabina, play Mississippi Valley a little bit more competitively, and they, they really got blown out. And uh, um, big loss, uh, tried to several different quarterbacks, couldn't generate really much offense. Um, Valley threw it all over the place. Of course, they're very up-tempo. But that was a little bit of a surprise to me that they weren't more competitive in that game because the games leading up to that, they had played well. Now, maybe there's some injuries I'm not aware of, but yeah. – Get beat
2: 42-17. 14, yeah. yeah it's Jerry 14. Rice had three catches last week. Yeah. Impressive. <laughs>
1: That's right. Uh, but they got Alcorn State this week at home. There'll be a challenge. Alcorn's usually very athletic, very very physical, very good on defense. But they do have them at the bluff uh, this week, so uh, hopefully they can get well.
2: Alcorn coming off a one-point uh, game a couple weeks ago. They're coming off a bye, so that will be a tough challenge yeah, for sure. Yeah, they came from behind to be Grambling. That's yep. right. Yep. Uh, okay, let's talk about uh, Division two and we. I mean, look, I was kind of anticipating this, not, no disrespect to OBU, but I mean, Harding and home hmm. uh, and the way they got it rolling right now. But those are two really good teams, but Harding obviously established itself as the team in the state.
1: I love Eli Craner, but I called my shot in August. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say it. <laughs> no, um, you know, Harding's great football team. Washita's a great football team, both great programs. I just looked at it early in the year. You're going to Cersei against a good team, and, and, uh, um, boy harding got after him and uh congratulations coach simmons and that bunch uh i'm sure y'all have him on later in the year but uh a great win he makes Uh, the
2: playoffs we'll let him on yeah now i'm kidding don't look
1: now though and this has kind of gone under the radar southern arkansas is uh five and one or six and one they host harding this week in el dorado Mm -hmm. and um strange down game i never know uh southern's obviously playing good football we haven't talked a bunch about them Mm -hmm. but don't look now they got they've got harding coming off a big high down there in El Dorado. i guess that's the murphy oil bowl or whatever they call it down there but uh uh, boy a win there throws the whole thing up in the air i don't know all the tiebreaker rules but Mm -hmm. uh henderson's pretty much out uh so really SAU is the last bastion to – and I'm sure Washtaw's pulling for them. Yeah. Um, you know, all of a sudden we could wake up Sunday morning and have three teams sitting at the top of the GAC with one loss. I'm not predicting that. Thank you. I like Harding. Yeah. But don't look now. Yeah. Southerns playing some That's a good really spot. good football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. That's a good point.
2: Yep. How about Thank high school-wise? Yeah. Um, have you seen the Wilson kid play from CAC then? I a, have. Another barn burner last week. My gosh. And they lost. I know. Ryan Howard uh, is. Come on, uh, Ryan. They're making every game interesting. I'll tell you what. It's 50, like a, it's like Colorado. Yeah. They're not, they're not getting many stops, but they're scoring a bunch. W-
1: was Wilson on Instagram at halftime? I'm not sure. Wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. No, we old
1: went, Shadur Wilson, yeah. Yeah, no, we went Shadur Wilson. We went and um. <laughs> did you watch the Saturday Night Live skit? We're gonna play it a little bit. Oh there. my god. It's hilarious. We, it was unbelievable. But anyway tough loss for CAC uh, yeah um, Wilson's played phenomenal this year we got a chance Angel and I went and, uh sat with Ryan's dad and uh who I used to coach with and of course Ryan played for me we uh that was a tough loss for him but the the game of the week was Fayetteville yeah tripling up doubling up uh Bentonville mm-hmm. yeah that that was uh and then uh, uh beat McGee so McGee's really down and that was a big mm-hmm. win for Crossett this week can Cersei go to Benton and slow that down? Come on, the fighting Zach Clark. I'm pulling for you, but uh, Benton looks to be a machine right now. Uh, I'll be at the uh, Jacksonville at Little Rock Catholic game. Uh, it's it's a uh, Catholic's homecoming. My son Zachary and his family are, are coming in. Really, so we're gonna oh, fir- good. first high school game. He's been able to make, of course, college, his NFL experience and work, and then finally, um, it'll be great to uh, get him back in town. I know he's looking forward to seeing. Him. Old friends, uh, but also kind of a big game here locally in my mind. Wes and I don't know who y'all's game of the week. It's Mills at Joe T mm-hmm. this week. That's a big game for both mm-hmm. seating in the playoffs.
0: Unfortunately, Mills is going to be without. I think it's uh, twelve players that were suspended for their brawl against. Pine They're still Bluff. suspended. Well, they didn't play last week. Ah, yeah. so this is the game they'll have to sit out.
1: Uh, still, that that has a lot of playoff uh, posturing. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, But good games throughout the state, but I was really surprised with Fayetteville.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you the, seen the quarterback up
1: there play in person? No, like, he's committed to what, Illinois? Minnesota. Minnesota, I knew it, was somewhere. I the Lindsey Where it kid. snows. Somewhere There's we a don't lot watch. of
0: people kind of upset that the, a Razorback's did go after him.
1: I have not seen him, uh, but uh, obviously, Lindsey, is mm-hmm. that his name? Yeah, Yeah. he's, he's a Lindsey. Yeah, he's a Lindsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he is a Lindsey. Yes. Uh, I see. He's going to be fine. I'm not worried about him. Yeah, well, he'll go row the boat up there in Minnesota. But, uh, obviously, he's a very good player. Obviously, they have a very good football team. Uh, which Allen is the coach there? Uh, quarterback from at Fayetteville. Casey Dick. Case. Casey, Casey Dick. Dick, Dick. Dick and off. Allen, one yeah. of them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah Casey Dick. And uh, Casey's got a good program, obviously, to beat Bentonville the way they did.
2: Uh, our high school game of the week, thanks to Birch Tree Communities, is Mayflower Bauxite this week.
1: Hey, shout out to Buck James. 200th consecutive in-state win? Did I hear that right?
0: I think it was his 200th
1: win. 200th, 200th in-state win. I don't know. It's a pretty remarkable, whichever one it is. Somebody yeah. will call in and correct. A lot of victories, in-state victories. Either 200 or 200 in a row.
2: I'm not sure. Let me get Woody in Oh, Woody gave up. Okay. We're going to hit a break. Coach, thank you. Hey, thanks, you bet. Thanks to Farm Brothers Flying Service. Appreciate uh, Lance. It won't be, I mean, shoot, we're less than two months away. Hey, and he's got yeah. some
1: new horses. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, I think he went up to uh, Churchill a couple of weeks ago, was encouraged by one of his two-year-olds. So okay. I think his plan, and I need to get him in here to talk about this, is to have all of his horses racing here at Oak Lawn That'd be great. Uh, at some point, this uh, this uh, meet.
2: I was once encouraged by my two-year-old, but then he turned 17, just never really never really worked out.
1: Instead of asking for a pacifier, now they ask for $20, $30, $40, $100 bills. You know you know? So, <laughs> Mostly yeah.
2: gas money, which is a lot more than that these <laughs> yeah. days. Yeah. Coach, thank you. Hey, appreciate
1: it. Thanks, guys.